And now, from Candlestick Point in San Francisco, California, it's the Stick Niner Empire Podcast Show with your hosts, Iron Mike Arango, Lucas Ortiz, and Lucas McLaughlin. Go Niners! Welcome to your Steak Niner Empire podcast. As always, I'm one of your three hosts here today. I am Iron Mike Arango. I'm here with Lucas McLaughlin. Ortiz is on assignment here, but we had a wonderful, awesome game this week, guys. The Niners won by the score of 33-17. Lots to talk about, starting with the fact that Jimmy G, Jimmy Garoppolo, our quarterback, who's been playing great the last five games, four games, excuse me, went down with a fractured foot for the rest of the season. At least that's what they initially said. He would be out to right around seven to eight weeks. All of a sudden, it's like four to six weeks. And now it's all up in the air. He might be back by the playoffs. Trey Lance is already running around. He might be back by the playoffs. So those Kyle Shanahan is quick to cut that down. In the meanwhile, Purdy steps in. Purdy, got to say that. I'm so sorry. Steps in, and he performs absolutely incredible. Very happy for the guy. So Lucas Ortiz was on assignment, but we've got him right here, live and well, and coming at you from Arizona. Uh, Lucas, a lot of things have transpired, and uh, we couldn't have a show like that after a game like that one without having a little bit of you involved. So, dude, so uh, Garoppolo's down, but maybe back uh, yeah, by the big. playoff time, huh? Big bombshell announcement. So we we were all under the, uh, the understanding that he was going to be gone for the season. No way he's going to come back. Maybe not even be ready for the beginning of the next season. Um, if the the Niners were to sign him back as maybe um, plan B, if Trey Lance can't be healthy at the beginning of the season, it'd be nice to have Garoppolo back next season. So um, interesting, right? Like we're going to maybe have him back by week two of the playoffs. Um, NFC, NFC game, NFC championship game at the latest. Yeah. And uh, it kind of changes the thinking. Now there's a little more optimism that we actually can win the Super Bowl. I think this team is going to be good enough to get a, um, a, a, at least at least to the divisional game. Like we're going to have to probably play um, against a really good wildcard team week one in the playoffs. Um, whoever that is, I, I'm pretty confident that we're going to win and we're going to get to the, the divisional game and hopefully have Jimmy back. You know, as much as I loved Purdy in this last game, yeah. um, coming in and getting the win after after Jimmy got hurt after the first drive, um, he's still young. He's you know he's he's a he's a rookie quarterback. You know, when it comes down to the playoffs, I really want to have that veteran quarterback behind the center. You know, taking snaps and leading our team to victory. So, yeah, Brock, so- get us there to the playoffs. Jimmy, get us that Super Bowl win. What do we do, Lucas? If Purdy for the next four or five games plays extremely well and Jimmy comes back, let's say, I don't know, the NFC Championship. Do we start Jimmy? Do we roll with the hot hand? Your take. I think it's something that it really tells something about Shanahan's system because he could plug a serviceable quarterback in there, irrelevant quarterback, whatever you want to call it, who's going to still be able to function because we have so many weapons. And it's all going to come down to whether or not those weapons can stay healthy. And, of course, Jimmy's now hurt. And uh, interestingly, you know, I think 
the locker room, from what I hear, was pretty somber after the game. Even though they won, people were thinking about Jimmy, and you know he got us this far. And uh, now he may not have the surgery, which is kind of interesting. Maybe they'll just put him out there in a wheelchair. What do you think? Yeah, in, in my opinion, I think it depends on how Purdy is winning. Yeah. If we're winning and it's mostly the running game, short passes, he's playing more of the, the game manager or playing, you know, adequate and yeah. getting some wins here and there. Um, I say I say we still got to go to Jimmy if he's healthy and available. There was an go interesting ahead. quote that Trent Williams had um, today about Purdy, and I, I thought it was pretty interesting. He said he doesn't act like a rookie. He will tell people when they when they speak out of turn or in meetings to shut their asses up. And I just thought that was hilarious. <laughs> you know, that's, I kind of like that about hilarious. him. He's he's not scared. He's not yeah. he's not afraid to to take control of the room and take control of the huddle. More importantly, uh, you know he he was the he was a stud quarterback at Iowa State for four years. Kyle Shanahan's gonna have a hell of a decision to make now. I feel like if he's kind of up and down, if Jimmy's ready, you play Jimmy. But definitely, what what if what if he's playing well? What if he wins the next four out of five or something like that? I mean, and I a think playoff win or two. Purdy is going to do pretty well just because he's on this team. This team is really stacked. We're really deep. We're really good, and they're not going to stop for anything. So Jimmy's out. The next guy up. Uh, you know, I, it'll be interesting to see. Because right now, defenses are not going to have much to go on, right? They don't have a lot of film to watch. They don't have a lot of, most of it's irrelevant, right? So they don't have a lot of uh, video to see of Purdy and what his tendencies are. And, you know, like guys like even like Colin Kaepernick, he did really well until they got that that script on him, right? He rolls left. He didn't he change up his game. Runs, he problem. rolls right. He never this changed happens. his game. He was only good with Harbaugh because Harbaugh's a quarterback. Harbaugh knew what to tell him and when. But with Purdy, we've got some interesting things going on here because he's poised to take us all the way. I mean, if 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 need he's be, poised, he's courageous. You know what? The funniest thing I don't know if you heard this, Mike. Uh, watching the press conference was just made me laugh because he said uh, he said they asked him about well, what's going to be like to go against Tom Brady, and he said, "Well, you know, Tom Brady has been playing football and as a quarterback." For longer than I've been alive. It's true. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah, that guy's been playing quarterback for longer than I've been alive. Yeah, <laughs> and it's true. That's awesome. It's, yeah. it's, it's scary. It makes me feel old. <laughs> I, I'll tell you one thing uh, before we get off of him real quick. Yeah. Did you see that pass that he threw in the end zone that was dropped in triple coverage? I think it was Ayuk and he dropped it. You and then the announcer came back. I told my buddy, I was like, he couldn't throw to a tighter window. The announcer came back with my exact remark, like he couldn't have thrown to a tighter window. Now, here's the thing about Purdy: he doesn't have that much zip on the ball as far as throwing like a line drive straight ahead, like bam, like that. Neither did He's Joe not Montana, to be honest. Neither did him. But Joe Montana was the greatest quarterback I've ever finesse. seen. He had the touch with right? anticipation. Yeah. Joe Montana can anticipate when you're going to break open, when you're going to hit your stride. That's the best thing that Purdy brings to his game. When you look at that pass, I want you to go back and I want you to look at that game. Just about everything he throws floats. He couldn't float this one. Threw it with a little bit more zip. It was a short pass. But, man, he got it right into the hands 
where there was just the tightest window ever, and even the announcers noticed. So as far as I'm concerned, I am never calling this guy Mr. Irrelevant again because yesterday was a playoff-type game against a really hell of a good team. It was a playoff atmosphere, yeah. you know, and this kid pulled us through. I thought when I saw Jimmy going down, I was terrified. He looked at the other team in the eyes. He had courage. He had the guts to, to call the, you know, call the plays that were giving into his headset, and he made it happen. Aside from the fact that a few times he had to call a necessary timeout because he was confused, hey, man, that's the right thing to do. I think he made nothing but excellent decisions. Your thoughts, and then we'll speak about the defense. You know, I think you're right. Now, here's the thing. If Jimmy comes back, he plays. If, he, if he's healthy enough to play, he plays. If he doesn't, it's because he's not healthy enough to play. Sometimes players, you know, they just want to play so bad, and he goes out there, and it's obvious that he can't do it, then no. But it, I don't think Purdy's going to have three wins and then, you know, have this controversy. It's more like I could probably be quarterback in this system. I mean, with the guys that they have, McCaffrey, McCaffrey is playing out of his head like that. That alone, you know, guys like him and Debo and and then Kittle didn't even, he kind of took a step back. He did a lot of blocking. You know, he he does a lot for the running game. I mean, he's got the Pro Bowl team. And so, you know, Purdy probably will do pretty well. I mean, I freaking hope so. We need to keep going with this. And they're talking about maybe uh, going out and getting another quarterback to back him up or to take his job. uh, Well, we picked up uh, Josh Johnson today. Well, we did Josh Johnson today. Josh Johnson, he's got the talent. That's the thing, but he's just never been able to put it together. But you look around the NFL, man, um, the quarterback of the Seahawks right now. I never thought anything of that guy. That guy's having a a really, really good season. He's the reason why the Seahawks are actually being pretty good this year. You know? Yeah. You know, there's been quarterbacks that sucked that went all the way to the Super Bowl and won, right? So what's that guy's uh, name? Trent Dilfer. There you go. Trent Dilfer. Bob <laughs> That's Greasy. All I, had most... I didn't have to say his name. And you're, you're Bob, Trent Bob Dilfer. Greasy under, uh, uh, Bob Greasy of the Dolphins was not a good quarterback. And the Dolphin fans want him in the Hall of Fame. It's like, this guy, this guy wasn't a good quarterback. He was a backup that won a Super Bowl. We've also got the top-ranked defense in the league. The best tell defense me, Tell me that doesn't far. help Purdy. Right. The defense was unbelievable again. Unbelievable. You know, they literally had two bad plays this whole game. One was that first play in the game, the one that went for 75 yards yeah. to Nate Sherfield, X Niner. And the other being the Tyree Kill on on the the deep pass play to Tyree Kill, where it looked like Hufanga just completely misread the play and wasn't being the the safety, the safety net that he was supposed to. He was supposed to be the last man back. And yeah. for whatever reason, the guy just jumps the in route that was just a blown coverage right i think he thought the the pass was going to the the in route so it looked like he he cut in was going for the uh the second to last deep man and just completely left uh mooney ward by himself one-on-one with tyreek hill which is super scary i mean you just can't yeah very few quarterbacks have that very few people in the nfl have the type of speed that tyreek hill have man i wish he was a niner (laughs) i couldn't help but think (laughs) that constantly like why don't we have that guy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, there's uh there's a free agent still out there that hasn't signed with the team, Odell Beckham Jr. I don't know how how seriously the Niners would want to consider getting him on the team. McCaffrey, I mean, it's just the the stars out there. As long as they stay healthy, you could probably play quarterback. 
Well, maybe not, but I could. If you're if you're smart, you're <laughs> calm, collective. If you have some confidence, which yeah. I think are some of his strengths as well, which we'll get to in a yeah. bit. But yeah, sure, why not? As you long as you're I... not fucking so small, you can't see over the lineman. What was that guy's name last year? <laughs> oh, Mullins. Yes, Mullins. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, 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 I he's I got, got a soft the spot talent, but he's just but too he, he's small. Not... Like if he was in Pop Warner, he'd be amazing. If he was taller, he would be better with a stronger arm. He doesn't have the natural gifts that you need to be long-term successful. I wish I was a little bit taller. Okay. <laughs> I wish it was a little bit better. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Beathard's got a nice he was release. Decent, but then He's got a nice the release. Team it was good for one game. Beathard's got a <laughs> nice arm. Beathard has a nice arm. I got him scouted down. Can't I felt run. bad for Beathard because he finally won, and then Jimmy showed up. Like, the next week. He finally got a win. All, had a he lost every freaking game and then finally he won has one. a good arm. That's and then it. Jimmy showed up arm. and it was like, oh, okay, thanks, Bethard. Go hit yeah, the showers. Yeah. <laughs> Bethard's got a good arm. I remember that. Yes, and I was excited about Bethard at this time. Yeah, oh, can, my God. I totally remember that. He has a really strong arm, but he has no accuracy. He, he can't go. He has a strong arm, but he can't go that deep, though. Brett Favre. Yeah, he's got a nice Same spot. way. He's got, no, he can go deep, but he man. can't get it to anybody. Like, no, but Brett Favre can go deep though. He he's got he's got a beautiful Bethard has a beautiful spiral and he can throw hard as hell, short and mid range. So it makes you think he could throw far, but he really doesn't throw far at all. That was yeah. the problem with him. Uh, you know, we at the same time we do have to help our defense. So that's going to be on Purdy to continue to keep the chains moving because no matter how great your defense is, let's be honest, if you can't move those chains you're going to make your defense look worse than what it is. Yeah. But that's the best defense in the NFL. I'm sorry. We just went against a team that was ranked number one in offense. You know, I don't so, care if your O-line had a ha, has an injury here and there. I don't care. You know, yeah. I, I told you last week before the game, man, how many sacks did I say Bozo would have? Do you remember? Three. And I got, yeah, it. I got it. We all know who had another sensational game, but let's just, uh, the two of us, uh, Pick defensive player of the game in your mind. So you go first. Okay, I'm gonna give you. Is there's uh, the give, obvious, I'm gonna give right? you the easy right because we're both gonna pick the same guy. No, so no, I'm no. I go got something different. I got something different. You do. I know who you're gonna pick. So go ahead. Go then get I your fucking doll him. and then hide I him. can't pick him. Then you better pick my second guy. Then <laughs> that's only I, fair. No, you should take him because I got someone else. Well, you better lay down the law after I tell you. You want me to go first so pick. you know who? I, go ahead. Know? All right. Eric Armstead. How many pressures did he have? Dude, he's back, and it was so nice because all of a awesome. sudden, you saw awesome. the effect awesome. that it had on Bosa. Bosa, it it really makes a difference. He's not only there to stop in the run, but, but he's he also making people... Either. Exactly, and then Bosa's able to get around people and get all the sacks. He's going to be next game. So, <laughs> I was hoping you picked Drake Greenlaw. Yeah, well, Drake, Drake he, he led, pick he him led every the team week. in I, tackles, led the team in tackles, yeah. got a touchdown, no? I think Drake, he's Fumble basically recovery. one of our, I mean, he's kind of like stepping up where Warner's like a little scared because Greenlaw probably has more, Let me tell more you votes for the Pro Bowl. I mean, I pick Drake Greenlaw because every week it's either Warner looks like the best. Remember, I said this a, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, it's yeah. either the Warner looks like the best linebacker in the league by far or. Dre Greenlaw, and it's like they're just flipping a coin before the game. Like, all right, you go and like make all the tackles, and then you go make all the tackles, and yep. you know you get an interception and you get a sack. It's like 
those guys are unbelievable. I think they're giving it a run of uh, a run for uh, Navarre Bowman and Patrick Willis is the best nice linebacker tandem of all time. I mean, God, when Patrick Willis first came to the Niners, it's he was so fast sideline to sideline and made every tackle. That guy was in on every freaking play. I mean, there's guys like that right now, but he was incredible, right? Unbelievable, yeah. So, hope they keep it up. Hope they, uh, you know, we broke our streak of not allowing offenses to score in the second half, but yeah. let's start barely, it up again. Barely, only one touchdown. That's let's not start it up. Let's start it up again. Let's start a new streak. Greenlaw, Warner, and Al Shahir They're are so all Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl, excuse me, Pro Bowl caliber guys. For sure. It doesn't matter who you're talking about, dude. These guys are awesome. And right now, to me, I felt like people were pushing Greenlaw out. I'm glad he got the contract. He deserved it. Now we get to push him in. I just hope we get to keep the other guy. Yeah. That that that's gonna be an issue soon, too. Yeah. But man, we are just great at picking up linebackers. And um, so you I gotta give it to Boza. Around the horn, I give it to Boza, best defensive nice. player. But I but I think Greenlaw was right behind Boza. And I the Armstead one, I he's he did great. He he changed the defense. Yeah. I mean the defensive line better. I agree with you. And then I just got uh, Ortiz's pick in just now. Um, oh, he's Jimmy, got a pick? Jim, nice. Jimmy Ward. Uh, don't tell me Jimmy Garoppolo was his pick. No, Jimmy Ward. He inspired the team. Dude, by Jimmy being Ward has just became this player that I never thought he would become. I mean, when we first got him, I was not enthusiastic. Just Man, I was hating on him for years. I, I used was, to no, just I say, was... like, this guy can't cover anyone. I like and now it's like he's like a freaking god out there. So when we so. did around the horn, I kind of like did a little misdirection handoff and pretended I got a text from you. And I said, you picked Jimmy Ward, which you might pick Jimmy Ward. You but... know what? You read my mind. So <laughs> I, 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 I probably would have picked Jimmy Ward. <laughs> yeah. I Making would interceptions either... with broken hands and always right where he needs to be. Right. See these parallels between, I don't know if you've seen this. I think yet, you would agree. On um, Showtime, they have this documentary about Dio. Which I know you'll love. Oh, I saw. Have you it seen in the that yet? You already saw. Ago. I saw oh, you already it in saw the it. Theater, baby. But I oh, see yeah. this. You it know, it was what, great. It went, it made me cry at the end. The way that Dio kind of like started out, people were like, "Who's this guy?" He's like Jimmy Ward, and then later he's like, "Oh, he's like the best ever." <laughs> well, Ronnie James, maybe Dio, not. For those who don't that. know, is a phenomenal, fantastic singer. I think most of our crowd probably doesn't know who he is, but I'm going to tell you right now, that guy's a phenomenal singer. You know, I need Holy to sing for Black Sabbath. <laughs> he sang right. for Black Sabbath too, man. Yep. The guy's a yep. legend. The guy's a legend. Let's talk about uh pretty strengths, <laughs> weaknesses. What do you think about them? Um, to me, it's anticipation. Yeah. His strength, his anticipation, his limit. Man, I've seen him throw deep. I don't think it's the best thing in the world. It, it when when he throws far, that ball floats on him. Man, it, it feels like a three-hour game could take five hours with Purdy, and I was we're <laughs> cracking up about it because he throws he throws so slow, he <laughs> slows down time during the game. We're cracking about <laughs> cracking up about this for really, but for real. But that's a good thing, though. You know, like the, when athletes say that things start to slow down, that means they're they're actually seeing the game differently, and they, that's when they get better. You know, it's like Michael Jordan used to say that. Wait until the yeah. game slows down for you. You know, because after it does, like when Kobe 
started doing really well is because the game slowed down for him and he could just do whatever I, he wanted. And uh, they're going to be able to manipulate and do whatever they want with him right now because, well, I wouldn't go deep too often because you don't want him to throw a lot of interceptions. But here's the thing. Remember how we were passing the ball way, way more than we normally do with Jimmy G? Well, now it's time to run. I mean, this- Remember thinking a couple of weeks ago we were talking about how different well, the team looks, you know. Well, with- well, the problem is that every team does this. Every team disrespects us because they don't respect yeah. Jimmy. They, they do a one deep safety and that's it, and bring up everyone up front. They're going to do the same thing with Purdy. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you right now, which means at some point you you have to throw deep whether you want to or not. Yeah, you got to open keep, up the run and more and more than once just to keep the defense honest. Keep throwing in the middle. Your boy Mason looked good. I love him. He I told good. you, and I've that's what McCaffrey needed. He needed that because uh, without truck. without uh, Wilson Jr. out there, you know, Mason is just as good. I mean, he'll be told, just as good. He's he had, got what, some learning to do. Fifty-eight yards this week off of eight carries. I've been telling you about him, man. I liked him in the preseason too. He is a truck waiting to run you over. He is everything that the guy we drafted in the third round was supposed to be. Yeah. Only the guy in the third round ain't getting no reps for a reason. He hasn't earned them. But man, Mason's coming in, and he's he's doing the thing that Kyle loves. And you know what that is? Got to dish out some punishment, baby. Yep. Got to dish know, out that punishment. McCaffrey had another phenomenal game, and we already touched on it, but that guy just alone, that, that was a huge move. I'm so glad we got him on the team because – it makes a huge difference to have someone like him who, you know, on his, yeah. and when he played on with the Panthers, he was the team. You know what I mean? So he's not used to being able to go like, oh, okay, I guess Debo has to do something now. It's my turn. It's my meat on the bone. I got him, you know. But so it's more power to the 49ers because he is playing at the top of his game. He's healthy, and we need to keep him that way. And I like that Shanahan, you know, he's been a little more sparing. And now we have Mason, who's just a, just goes full blast straight ahead, take you out if you're in the way, runner. And that's like Barlow kind of was, right? I used to love Kevin Barlow, but Kevin Barlow was never really ready to take the load. That's what happened with him. He was awesome as a that's second stringer. Said. Yeah. Oh God. So, uh, yeah. Let's get down in the trenches, man. So, so what do you think? These guys now get in the huddle and they see a young kid that's leading them, right? But he's got a lot of confidence, like you said. So how do they do? Yeah, so the offensive line struggled early, and that's probably the biggest reason that Garoppolo wound up getting hurt. Um, Ouch. The play itself where he was sacked by two guys and it looked like he was just trying to get every every yard that he could out of it and, and – you know, not take such a big uh, loss on the sack, and that's kind of what caused that that injury to happen. Kind of looked um, like it Steve was a blown, Young in that last year. Yeah, it was a blown year. it was a blown assignment. Trent Williams blocked the guy to his right, let the the defensive end or the linebacker who was blitzing on the edge come through untouched, and for whatever reason, there wasn't anybody there to uh, to block him. So I don't know if that was his man, or maybe there was a running back that was supposed to get there, or maybe there's just an extra guy that was. Yeah, try to get it just, just just out of his hands, throw the ball away if he needs to. So I think it was a missed block. I think Trent Williams was supposed to block that guy. Um, there was a, a couple other plays in the first quarter where it looked like 
there were some misassignments. I know Aaron Banks gave up his first sack this game, so they didn't look strong. They weren't really getting the running game going early. Not a lot of holes. Despite Christian the McCaffrey, fact that Mason looks good, right? I mean, I he looked good. Yeah, and, and in the first quarter, I don't think he really saw too many opportunities, right? It was mostly McCaffrey, and McCaffrey was getting stuffed at the line of scrimmage. Sometimes even as soon as he was given the ball, handed off the ball, he was getting tackled behind the line of scrimmage. So not a lot of running room. And I think That's the offensive true. line got better as the game progressed. Yeah. But in the first half, there wasn't there wasn't a, a lot of running opportunities. And in the third quarter, the fourth quarter, you really started to see the uh, the holes open. We started getting some big pops. Uh, McCaffrey had a nice, I think it was a 20-plus yard game that got us down into the, the red zone. And Mason, Mason was, uh, he was strong. He was, he was getting going in the third and fourth quarter. Really liked what I saw out of him. And although we didn't have the best pass protection all game, I liked how the offensive line improved as the game gone on. They didn't have a strong start, but you know, they looked, they looked uh, better and better as, uh, as the game progressed. So sounding more like a C, maybe a C. Can I give them, uh, you know, I, I think they started as an F minus and then they, they worked <laughs> their way back up with some extra credit to about a B, B minus. That's, you know, fair, it was, uh, that's fair. It's how you finish the game. It's not how you start the yeah. game. And if you look at the score, you would think, wow, they just completely dominated the Dolphins and. You know, beginning to finish, it was just a, it was a good old fashioned butt weapon, but it wasn't. It was a yeah. very close game, and we were able to get some some much needed points to put some distance between us and the Dolphins right at the end in the fourth yeah. quarter. me, I think if you're a coach, I think you go with the hot hand. I really do, and I think you ride that for a while. You know that's that that's said. yeah. Well, you got to go the outside a little. You go up and over. You got to you got to hit the field from all angles. You know you you got to keep it you got to keep your team satisfied to say, to say the least you know <laughs> hey real quick keep, keep just, the just opposition I, confused i'll keep forget this if i don't confused. tell you right now dude this is so funny i was watching monday night football when i was a kid and um joe theisman i think oh, was joe theisman? he was in the booth and uh he doesn't know what to say he, he, he had the mic and and then the the ref threw the flag and he says well you know if he's gonna pull that thing out it's going to be because he means it. And the guys in the booth started laughing at him. <laughs> and he goes, what? Oh, yeah. That's and they great. just tried to move forward. Oh, that's great. You made my night. Yeah, that's yeah. great. Good timing. Good timing. That's great. <laughs> so let's do some predictions for the Bucks coming to town with uh, Mr. Brady, who grew up watching the San Francisco 49ers. He always wanted to play for the Niners, never will. Have you watched them at all this year? I have really have not paid attention uh, to very, Brady. Very little. Very little, but I have Brock's not him. there anymore, right? He's only there if they go to the Super Bowl and it'll resign. Yes, he's planning on coming back if they go to the playoffs. He's already Meanwhile, he just bothers out. people on the NFL network. You know, uh, their offense has been struggling the last few weeks, and their defense is not the same. The Buccaneers have two wonderful linebackers that are both healthy. Their defense is still good. The big issue, the big problem that we should worry about, Tom Brady's never lost to a rookie. Hmm. He's 8-0. He's not playing the rookies. 8-0 or 9-0. I mean, I think that he's going to have a tough time out there. He's getting older. He's like 52 or something. How old is he now? 41? He's going to have a tough uh, time. with. He's about 45. He's 45. (laughs) No way. He's like 41. But anyways. No, No, he's 45. Is he really? Yeah, he's going to hit 50 soon. Holy shit, he's your age? He's 
fucking he's old. My, yeah, and he's <laughs> hey, don't make me feel bad. He's born on my birthday. I'm kidding. So he's born right around that time. Hey, I look worked on Lord of the Rings, Batman. You know, I think that he, here's the thing. Right. He's gonna have trouble because of our defensive line, our linebackers playing at the top of their game. He's gonna Mr. get sacked four, a few nine, times. Forty. Yeah, I would think that he's probably not gonna fare very well in this game. Well, we'll see how Purdy does. I guess that kind of dictates. A little Whether bit of that, too. Yeah. yeah. Well, their their O-line's in shambles right now. They got a, quite yeah. a few injuries. Whoa. They're not doing very well. So, oh, four or five sacks, bad. I'm going to say, you know, the, the only way to beat Brady is by getting to him. You know, I, I, but it's really hard to get to Brady because Brady's not like every other QB, man. Brady just dives at the floor. Like, you're trying to sack, well, <laughs> you're trying to hit Brady, and Brady's like, <laughs> he's just <laughs> diving at the floor. You you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. He just, predictions that's the you know this is going to be a game where i think the defense dominates in the first half you probably get about 10 points or so um open up the scoring a little bit more in the third quarter and then i think he's going to lead a little comeback he's not going to win the game but he's going to he's going to make it close he's going to make us sweat a little bit in the fourth quarter i think we're going to win 30 to 24 and it's going to be kind of a nail-biter fourth quarter. He's probably going to get the ball with about two minutes left to, to tie the game, and we're just going to we're going to thump him. We're going to get that Nick Bosa closer sack again. I don't know if you, so you guys good. talk about Nick a little bit in the game he had and oh, yeah. how it's kind of probably catapulted him into Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah, and now that Armstead Status. is back, you just see a huge thing that's happening, right? I mean, now they have to worry about Armstead. He's stopping the run. He's helping he that caused, force. He caused that interception by Ward. Yep. That was yep. his pass rush that, that forced that play. Yeah. 30 to 24, 49ers and an L biter. Nice. Thanks for joining Next us. Podcast, bro. We're going to have the uh, right after the game, right? It's going to be rapid react with Damon Bruce. <laughs> Not right after the game. It's going right to be actually on game, Tuesday, but, but Tuesday. Uh, yeah, let people know that the, the great Damon Bruce will be with us and we'll have Arango and Lucas and uh, it'll be a good show. So. Uh, yeah, it sounds like it'll be a pretty good time. It'll be pretty. <laughs> All right, man. All right, guy. Take care. Uh, Take go care. Niners. Tell Lorenzo I said hi. I will. I've gotten into some arguments with some uh, Brady fans over the years. And, you know, he's been to, what, like 50 Super Bowls? Or Joe whatever. Montana's the greatest clutch quarterback in Super Bowl history or but playoff the, history. The thing that I would always rely on, would I would say, oh, but, you know, Joe never lost the Super Bowl. And then they just shut up because... And Brady's lost a few of them, right? He's just been to a ton of them because he's good. He's lost half. I mean, how do you lose? Eli beat Manning? him. Eli beat him. Twice. Right? <laughs> Eli's not even that great. Throw out your score first, and then I'll, I'll give you mine. If the Niners put on the pressure, which I think they will, and the Niners can get five to six sacks, I'm telling you I think they will. I think it'll be a lower-scoring game. 17-14. All right. Niners, but I think the Niners have the better all-around team. Even if they don't have the best quarterback on this day. But Brady's kind of like an old go-kart. Sometimes he chokes. So, I think that, <laughs> for one, they they base their offense a lot on getting the run going to open up the pass. But with a healthy Armstead, they're not going to be able to run. So, uh, once they pass, we'll probably get a couple of picks. Who's Brady's backup? You know, well, after the concussion, don't know because he never misses a game. After the concussion, he gets this right before halftime. 
they're really going to fall apart in the second half. So it's going to be 28 to 10 Niners. 28 to 10. Right. And like- and and uh, Ray Ray is going to run back a kick for a touchdown. They're waiting for that one, aren't we? That's going to happen. They're waiting for that. Hey, cheers to that. If you enjoy this podcast and you enjoy this show, you got to help us out here. Give us, you know, smack like, like button. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Big time announcement, too. Uh, Damon Bruce, the great Damon Bruce, is going to be on our show once again uh, for the third year in a row. He'll be here next week. And he's not particularly a Niner fan, but he knows his football and he knows what's going on with everything. So it's going to be really cool just to uh, pick his brain about what he thinks about the situation with the Niners right now. And uh, yeah, so he's been a broadcaster for like 20 years here in the Bay Area. And exactly. um, I, was I used to do about the mention used to cover the Niners. Yeah. And I used to do a regular spot on his show as Pat Summerall. So I don't know if anyone knows that, but definitely tune in next week. It's going to be a good one. Good afternoon, <laughs> Donovan. That's why you always say, I just always screw up his name on purpose. Like I was drunk. Pat Summerall. You love that. I'll play some of the old footage at the beginning of the show. So people get an idea of, uh, there you Some go. The, the background. Do that. Again, we both picking the Niners this week. Let's go, baby. <laughs> go Niners. Here's go Niners. Have All a great right. show, everyone. Take care, Have Mike. Have a great night.